You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Never before in our history has anyone leaked a Supreme Court opinion or a draft opinion before the real opinion came out. So in the case of the Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization, that would overturn Roe v. Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood, um, somebody is a leaker over there. And I wonder who that could be. And I really hope that they find out who it is. Are they conducting an investigation to find out who it was? They absolutely are. They um, actually, the the court came out and said, I think it was John Roberts in the court. He said, um, you absolutely uh, will conduct a, a, um, an investigation because he called it a betrayal and he wants the Supreme Court to investigate it and he wants our Department of Justice to investigate it. It is a betrayal. Um, and, and what I'm trying to understand is that, is it just the end justifies the means, right? Does, uh, so whoever leaked it, whoever obviously has access to, um, to the justices, this person has access to all of their writings, their opinions, Obviously, they have some sort of clearance, right, to be able to to steal this document and then leak it to the press. And I'm wondering what type of oath, um, you know, the the employees, do they take some sort of an oath? Do they take right? Do they sign some sort of an agreement, you know, of confidentiality? Um, it's, it's just unbelievable to me because at one point in our world, in our society, there was such a thing as ethics, uh, and character. And when you accepted a position in, um, you know, in an establishment like the Supreme court, it was an honor and, uh, along with that came specific duties and um, just, I, I just don't understand why none of that matters any longer, really. Well, I think because the politics is mattering. So what the Justice Department or what the Supreme Court has is they have a, a workforce there that has permanent employees and they have law clerks. And they also have interns. My guess is that somebody, possibly an intern or possibly a very partisan person. And, you know, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it was probably on the, um, the, the more liberal side, because I doubt that a conservative would leak something like this. But, you know, stranger things have happened. So they'll find out who did this, I'm sure. But they leaked it to Politico. And 
um, you know, they've started a firestorm in the country. You know, what, what's interesting about this, besides the fact that somebody leaked it, which is, I, I just think, a horrible betrayal. I said this on my show with my husband talking while married here on America Out Loud. We talked about this well before this even happened. So we talked about this months ago when the court agreed to hear this case. And what I said at the time and what I believe today is that the justice um, that could best be served would be to overrule or get rid of Roe v. Wade because it should not and never should have been a federal law. It, sh- it, it was a flawed law to start with. It should be. And interestingly, they ruled. So they must have listened to my show because they ruled (laughs) exactly as, as I said that they, I thought that they should is they're, they're not saying people cannot have abortions. So the firestorm is not necessary here. What they're saying is it goes back to the States where it should have always stayed in the first place and let the people elect those lawmakers in their States that have the same beliefs that they do. And that's absolutely doable. So None of us always gets our way all the time. Every state has um, different parties and some people agree and some people don't. And we are definitely in a time when we're really having a lot of disagreements. But the fact is that this should be a state's rights issue and not a federal issue. So that's just my opinion. And apparently if, if the draft that was um, outed here is to be believed, that is exactly the direction that they went. Aren't there some states that have certain laws that are different from the Roe v. Wade laws regarding abortion? Well, well not, not really, Becky, because the Roe v. Wade law does, does not give you a right to have an abortion at any given time. So what it, it, it upholds the right to have an abortion. However, the states, and, and I'll give you an example, Texas, where I live, we have the fetal heartbeat law. It doesn't say you can't have an abortion. It says you can only have an abortion up to the point where a fetal heartbeat can be detected. And it actually, actually, the law is very interesting. It does not even say exactly that. It says that if you are a doctor who does an abortion after a fetal heartbeat can be um, detected, then you can be prosecuted. So it doesn't prosecute the woman for getting an abortion. So interesting. It prosecutes the doctor. Yes. And that was their way of getting around it. And I can tell you, cause I just got a note on this very day from the state of Texas that said that if, if this is the case, for Roe v. Wade, that they will send it back to the states, uh, that Texas will ban abortions completely. And I'm sure that some other states will do the same. And then you will have a lot of other states that, um, that believe in abortion up to, you know, the nine months. So it's going to be a big mm-hmm. mishmash of different things in the country, I think, at that point. But honestly, that is the way that it has to be. This is not, shouldn't be a federal law. It should be a state law. Hey, it was never meant to be a federal law. 
And obviously, when you look at the Constitution of of the United States, our forefathers intended for the states to have the most power, that they really wanted each state to rule its own territory and have very little federal government interference. And that's exactly how they designed our nation. Um, And when I look at, well, obviously wrote, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pro-life in my own beliefs and I vote pro-life. It's, it's one of the things that drives my choices when I am, am at the, the poll uh, voting um, because I have very, very strong beliefs about it. But when you look at, if you're doing it just, you know, passing those laws just by, you know, from state to state, um, they can just, if they want an abortion, they can just go to the liberal state. They can run to Oregon or to California or to Michigan and get their abortion. Right. Isn't that. (laughs) You know, rhetorically, they could, yes, they could, or hypothetically rather, they could go to another state, but then, then I'm sure they get into, but somebody's young, they can't afford to go somewhere else. Um, I mean, all sorts of situations would arise if they're forced to go other places, which is what they will say was happening back in the seventies. Okay. Fifties. And that's why there were all these illegal procedures done. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and I don't, I don't know. It, I think it would be helpful Mm -hmm. to have Roe v. Wade gone and take it back to the States, but the there's a force out there of females that are gonna scream and complain that it's taking us back decades um, and women are gonna die. I mean, that's gonna be the biggest thing to come out. Women are gonna die because they're gonna have to seek illegal abortions. Um, some are crying that already. So I, I'm, I think the real answer is not in this but it's in reaching people as to when does life begin? And I know people will say, oh, it's different for everybody, but it's not. No, it's not. It's really, truly, scientifically, if, you, if that's what it takes, it's not. And I, I see the difficulties that people experience and hear stories of the difficulties. And I can feel compassion for those difficulties. And what what is hard to understand because of my heart, because I'm a mom, Mm -hmm. is how someone in 2022 can see a 3D image of a growing fetus, just like you can see the image of a growing being that's underground, you know what it's going to become and you can see it at every stage along the way. It is undoubtedly without question going to be a being that will produce fruit 
at some point or vegetable rather <laughs> and with the hum- and with the human being very simplistically it's the same way does it mess up a person's life in in their mind it's an inconvenience that is unacceptable and would destroy i mean i've heard it you've heard it in movies you've heard it in conversations with people having a baby would destroy my life i have had rather a great aunt who had a daughter and the daughter went on a school trip to Europe with a singing group. She got pregnant with someone over in Europe and they moved her away to a place where she could be pregnant and have the baby without anybody knowing. It's like, well, so where's Susie? Susie's just, Susie's on vacation for a while. Susie's right. not here. And right. then Susie comes back and she's put a little weight on, but yeah. she seems fine. Yeah. Um, and life carries on. And Susie mm-hmm. goes to college and nobody talks about it. And uh-huh. that, you know, um right. it it is so I the- can un- yeah, I can understand how people can think that that would ruin their lives. <laughs> and that's why Roe versus Wade happened. But again, it comes down to what's the source of the problem. Yeah, I mean, let, let's talk about that for a second, because heaven forbid that we should be held accountable in life for our actions. And I really get frustrated with women uh, screaming at the top of their lungs about the inconvenience to them that they cannot abort, abort and a, a, a living being that they are carrying. How about having had some personal responsibility ahead of time? You can go get free birth control just about anywhere. Um, you can abstain. You, you have these choices, but people don't want to make those choices. They want the convenient thing and they use abortion as birth control, which I, I just find really offensive. As a grandmother, having watched fetuses grow as a mother, having, you know, had children, I wholeheartedly believe that that is a living being from the moment of conception. There's, there's not any question in my mind. They, they grow um, half an inch a week. I, I mean, things are happening all the time. Little fingers, uh, heartbeats, uh, little toes, ears, you know, I mean, you, you can watch the progression week after week. It's, it's just an amazing miracle. So we've had it pretty easy with Roe v. Wade as women to be able just to um, not have to think about it and just get rid of it. And I, there are millions upon millions of babies that have been aborted in the United States. And if people want to make that choice, then that's, that is their choice. I disagree with it. I'm very much pro-life, but, but I'm not going to, you know, they're, they're not going to not be my friend or I'm, I'm not going to um, shun people who make that choice. But this is the right decision for the Supreme Court if this comes out as to what it is, because it, it was a fatally flawed decision way back when. 
and and it should have stayed with the states. And that is the way that our union is built. And and that's just the fact. Abortions will still be allowed. They are not going to be disallowed. In Texas, they probably will disallow them. But what they do instead is kind of a beautiful thing. What they do instead is they uh, support facilitating adoptions. They provide assistance to mothers in need, both during and after their pregnancies. They supply um, funding and help to and resources to moms after those babies are born, like diapers, formula, parenting classes. I mean, they, they give the mothers and the children every chance that they can. But at some point, I, I just feel... I feel on a personal note that people should have some personal accountability and responsibility for their actions. And then on a not personal note, that that just for the way that America is set up constitutionally, that, that this is the way that it should be. And some states will have it and some states won't. And it will be very interesting to have some states have no abortion allowed and other states have, um, you know, t- uh, up to nine months allowed. I mean, I, I just can't even imagine having having held my grandsons who who died um, at six months in in the womb and seeing that they were completely fully formed people. I can't even imagine. But everybody everybody does what they're going to do. You know what? Let's continue this, ladies. We'll come right back. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Along with a healthy immune system, clean air is vital for optimal health. According to the EPA, we spend 90% of our time indoors, where germs are most concentrated. It's essential to clean indoor air. Genesis is the only technology that quickly, safely, and effectively kills pathogens both in the air and on surfaces in seconds, reducing the viral load in any environment. The powerful, well-built Genesis Fogger produces a dry, ultra-fine mist using HOCL, which occurs naturally in our own immune systems. We'll be living with airborne diseases in the future. New viruses and antibiotic-resistant superbugs are no problem for Genesis. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Look, I'd like to make a rocket science out of it, but I can't. Povidone iodine nasal sprays work by reducing the viral load, reducing the viral burden, and making it easier for your body to overcome all these airborne pathogens. Do yourself a favor. Check out the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use the promo code OUTLOUD to stay protected and get 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix Rx. We're back with Ladies of Liberty Sound Off, and we are sounding off about the uh, Supreme Court 
leak of the Roe v. Wade decision. And um, Becky, you look like you had something to say there. You know, um, going back to this, I fully admit that I slept through government class in high school <laughs> and didn't take any in college. So I, I admit that oftentimes regarding politics, I learn what I need to know. And with some other things, it actually involves a refresher course. And so I go back to, I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only know, a bill. Right? <laughs> Conjunction, junction, what's your function? So the opinion, I'm actually having to learn what is a draft opinion and how does the Supreme Court work? Um, it's not so simple, um, but what I am briefly perusing here is that um, if you have seen Hamilton or heard some of the music in Hamilton, mm -hmm. there's a section where he sings, I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. Yeah. So, so this is the moment. And it's just, I want to know, was it just them, just the Supreme Court in the room where this happened? And if it is just the Supreme Court, how did it leak? Right. Well, I think that there, that it's probably, I don't, actually, I don't know the answer to that question, but either way, those drafts go to the interns and, and their assistants and they get to see these things. And that has to be where it leaked. That yeah. seems like a pretty big thing to hand an intern. And I'm, I'm okay. I'm not going to go there. I was going to do a Mona Lewinsky. Mona Lewinsky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Probably not applicable here. I don't know. I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, other people see these things and, you know, it's very possible that, that they have other people, they're trusted people that work with them because right. they, they have, um, they have people that are, they, they are their aides that they work with them day in and day out. I mean, you, you, so many of these Supreme court justices now at, ha, have interned at the Supreme court. So I, I'm sure that they are privy to a lot of information and this is what happened. And somebody, they're obviously disagree with with it, disagreed with the what they were reading, and they started a political firestorm. Let's just say, and I don't know the situation, but let's just say that one of the the more liberal uh, justices was against this. Maybe it was somebody that worked for them that you know, they're insulted that this happened because their justice who they work for doesn't agree with it. I don't know, but I, we're going to find out. I mean, I, I do believe that we'll find out eventually who it was because they're not going to let this stand. This is a very serious breach of trust. And whoever did this, you don't want them to be there anymore. Right, right. That's the thing. It's like, what do they do between now and finding out? Well, the, the, you know, Chief Justice yeah. Roberts said, um, as I understand, I mean, they they have said that, that this document was a true document. So 
I, uh, what he has said is that they are going to keep on doing what they're doing. I mean, it's not going to change anything, but what it's done now is you have uh, in an election year, now we have the, the whole people taking sides again, we have demonstrations. So I believe this is my own personal opinion. I believe that this was done politically in an election year to get people to change their vote and uh, go back and, and side with, with uh, Democrats so that they think that this will be overturned. It won't, it's not going to be overturned, but I'm, I'm just saying that, that this is the perfect time to do this when the House and the Senate are uh, poised to be retaken by conservatives. And now, you know, they, they've thrown this monkey wrench in there. I think that that's what this is all about. Of course it is. It's, it's a fabulous distraction to the reality that we're facing in, uh, in our, our nation, that the, the elected government that is currently supposed to be leading us has let us down such a horrible economic and as well as cultural path, when you look at all of all of the dire- uh, the direction that this president has has taken us to, with all of the illegal aliens, with the border crossings, with the security at the border, is just obliterated. And then you look at how he has printed money just to you know to give away all this money. Um, Our inflation is so horrible right now that we're teetering on a recession. And it's the administration that has caused this. And when you look at all of his, um, his policies regarding Afghanistan and going to war with Russia or not going to war with Russia, supporting Ukraine or not supporting U- Ukraine. And they're just looking for a distraction. And here it is, folks. Everybody, all of the independents who were really ruining the day that they voted for President Biden um, now have to examine their stance on abortion. Well, it certainly is shaking the tree. And, you know, I want to look at it positively because I strongly believe that this issue isn't something that should just be stagnant, just to be still, because it's not been, it's not been in a good place um, regarding it's not been favorable for the unborn. So shaking things up, making things change, I think is going to allow opportunity perhaps for promoting a different mindset maybe and livening up those that are promoting pro-life. Um, Sometimes the pro-choice can be a lot louder than pro-life. And yet there are a lot of pro-lifers out there just not making as much noise. Um, 
Judy, you and I briefly discussed and with um, with Linda there as well about prosecuting doctors for abortions at certain stages. Was that correct? Yeah, isn't that um, isn't that the way the Mississippi and the Texas law is written, Linda? Well, I know the Texas laws is is written that way. If if it's after you can hear the fetal heartbeat, that's the new law. Um, you know, I was I was just looking up real quick the the amount of abortions that we have in our country is um, over a million each year, each year, and you know, we, besides the ethics of it and the, just, just the, the absolute, uh, I mean, I, I'm just, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I could never, I could never kill a child like that, but I understand that people have different opinions about it. You know, we are in, in our country, we are in a situation of basically zero growth for the, for Americans. I mean, we have lots of people pouring over the border right now. So we've just, you know, welcomed a couple million people pouring over the border from different nations. But as far as, you know, parents that are, are having children, we're, we are not even replacing ourselves in this country. And we're going to be having a huge problem with that down the road. We it's going to affect our workforce. It's going to affect um, our young people because, you know, if you have two parents, they're having one child or one and a half children, and they're not even replacing themselves. It, it, it's, we're, we're an aging country right now. So, you know, at the rate that we are killing babies at over a million or 1.2 million a year, it's, it, it matters. It matters to our country in, in a lot of different ways. And that's besides the ethics of it. But um, I don't know, the argument that Becky, you were talking about earlier about women, you know, and I know that they're going to be marching all over the place. And I know that they're going to be, you know, wearing their vagina hats and they're going to uh, do all these crazy things. But, but where does anybody come in and think about uh, that life? that life that's being snuffed out. That amazes me truly, Linda and Judy, that you can't tell me they, they don't recognize. They have to, just because it's a scientific fact, they have to actually mentally work hard to shut that off and say, it's just an inconvenience. It's just a mass of tissue. It isn't anything. And that's, you know, that's where a lot of the problem lies, but you can't, I mean, you can't, you can't get somebody to understand, fully understand. It's a heart. It's a matter of the heart. It truly is a matter of the heart. You can tell a person exactly what it is. You can show them all the videos. You can show them the progression of a, of a, an em, the embryo and the cells all the way to the actual birth and you can see it and you can tell them, but it is a matter of the heart. And what it comes down to for me is that until a person doesn't just believe in the Bible, which is God's word, 
But until a person believes in the authority of the Bible, then that tissue, that blob, probably is not going to seem like a real baby to that person. And I, you know, that's not up for me to depress that issue with another person. That's actually between them and their maker. And whether they want to believe it or not, they didn't just, that person who's making this decision didn't just form out of cosmic gas. You know, it's, everything comes back down to the authority of God. God created you and God created that baby that's growing inside of you, no matter how teeny tiny it is. It's once that spark hits, it's a fire. And no matter how, so the arguments for, um, for abortion are if, you know, the, the mother's life is in danger. Um, if the woman has been raped, if it's been incest, um, those are the three examples that I, um, I, I understand have been given. And my first, my first point is you're going to tell me that over a million, there, the, the million children who have been murdered were all incest, rape, or the mother's life was in danger. You can't tell me that. Okay. I, I, I think it's a very, very small percentage. And then when I look at, and the sounds, I don't know, I'm sure we're going to get letters or whatever, but, (laughs) um, when you take the case of a woman who's been raped, okay. Um, it is, it's part of the process. Okay. You were raped. It's horrible. It was a horrible situation and you're pregnant. Okay. And yet it's not that child's fault that you were raped. It's not your fault that you were raped. Um, but if you move forward and you give birth to that child and give that child up, I, I believe that something good is coming out of something horrible. Um, and it's the case of incest. Also, I believe something good and beautiful and wonderful can come out of something really, really horrible. And I look at if I am, uh, if somebody breaks into my home and shoots my arm off, right? That's part of the carnage. It's going to take me months to heal from that violation. And what I'm saying is these women will heal and they will lead a full life. Okay. They can still lead a beautiful life. My, my dear friend, Katie Moss was raped in the parking lot of Myers. She was dragged into a van and she was raped and then thrown out into the parking lot. When she was a young girl, she was only 17. She became pregnant and she carried that baby to term and gave birth to that child uh, and gave that child up for adoption. Um, And what's interesting is that she did an open adoption so that she could have access to the child. And she will be the first one to say it was 
a horrendous situation. And yet that has been, she, the daughter that she had has been the greatest blessing of her life. So I, I am sorry that horrible things happen to us in this world. Um, But I do believe that God, when you make the right choice and you make the hard choices that you'll, you'll be blessed. Um, And choosing to murder a child is not, is not the answer. It's just not the answer. That child, that human being has just as many rights as you do as a woman, I believe. Yeah, I feel the same way. And the argument that, that, oh gosh, that it makes me so upset when I see everybody yelling about their rights, their rights, you know, their right to their body. It's, it is also that, that being that child that, that, um, is growing. It's, they, they also have those rights. So, you know, as far as the Supreme Court, I really hope they find this person. I think that, that having somebody make a decision to politically separate this country and start a brouhaha in this country again, um, because of their selfish whim to, to go to Politico and give them information like this. I mean, this person absolutely needs to uh, have whatever punishment they have coming. I don't know what the Supreme Court would do about it. I don't know what the, the punishment would be. But for sure, they can no longer be in any kind of office of trust like this. And ap- absolutely, I think that they should be um, called out, identified, and just banned from everything because I think that that we are now in for from now till November we are in for um, just just more divisive conversation in this country it's already started and I absolutely resent that somebody was that selfish to put our country in this position once again it was calculated it was calculated Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Okay, ladies, so I had a conversation this morning with the god of thunder. Yes, Thor. I actually had a conversation with Thor this morning, my husband. For those of you that don't know, I am Thor's wife. So we were talking about voting and we were talking about absentee ballots 
And the changing, the changes that are happening in different states regarding how easy it is to vote, things that are coming up that could make things more difficult for people to vote, and how it can all be made easier, more equitable, and less divisive. And that's a big task. All of that is a big task. But one thing that he mentioned was the absentee ballot. And I don't know if this was just part of our conversation or if he had heard or read it somewhere, but my understanding from our conversation was that mail-in ballots, there's a movement, and I don't know how big of a movement, but to do away with any and all mail-in ballots, which I believe would include absentee, so that the only way that a person can vote is if they physically go to their voting polls and vote at a booth. And otherwise, they can't vote. And my question to him was, what do the people do that want to vote but can't physically get to the voting poll? What do they do? How did they get there? So I have a question. So Thor read somewhere that there that someone, some state, would it be Michigan? I don't know. Some movement is trying to abolish all all mail-in ballots. Right. Um, I have not heard this. I haven't heard. I I understand that there are different organizations that are against um, anyone and everyone mailing in their ballot, but we have to have mail-in ballots for the military. Um, we absolutely have to for medical purposes for somebody who is going to be in the hospital or is in a long-term um, care facility. There, there's all, there's always been that option. Um, that option is not new. What's new is that anybody and everyone can get a mail-in ballot now for whatever reason you used to have to, you could call or you could go on the computer or you could mail in a request for a mail-in ballot and then they would send it to you. They wouldn't, they would, but you had to request it. Now um, the government is taking it upon itself to, to preemptively mail you a mail-in ballot. And this, the first time it happened was in the last election cycle. And the, the result was huge ballot harvesting, huge ballot harvesting, meaning people were walking in with armfuls of ballots, right? Um, that God knows where they got them from. Where did you get those ballots from? I mean, it, it is, um, I personally received three I received three ballots in the mail, okay, that I could vote. I could vote three times. None of which you requested, Judy, right? None of them I requested. None of them I requested. Um, and then you had situations like uh, Detroit when they were covering up the windows uh, and they wouldn't allow the public to see 
what they were doing, where the ballots were coming from, how they were being counted. There was zero oversight. Um, And then I sat next to my cousin. Uh, She volunteered to check ballots um, against, you know, the names, the social security or whatever number and the, the, um, whether they were dead or alive, if they still, if they lived at the address that they put down. Right. And so we were calling these people to verify. And I sat there with her for two hours and I couldn't believe how many people didn't live there, never lived there. Right. There was no verification of this person whatsoever. And, um, and, and how, I look at how Georgia all of a sudden had this huge influx of voters, right? In the last election, where did all those people come from? Um, It's just, and it happened in, in um, Arizona here. And so there has to be, there has to be some sort of uh, oversight because the one thing the one thing that truly separates this nation from all other nations is that we have free elections, free and fair, free and fair elections. We're supposed to. Um, and what occurred in the last election cycle was an abomination. I think definitely was not free and fair. No. And I think, you know, Becky, you have such a wonderful heart and you're thinking about the people that are um, disabled or that may have a hard time getting to a a voting booth. But there's nothing that I've read anywhere that says that they are not wanting to have absentee ballots. And Judy said it correctly that you can get it in many different ways. You can call, you can mail, you can uh, go online and you can get it, but it has to be one ballot for for one voter because um, as Judy said, what happened in the last election was an abomination and people were literally going to uh, these these boxes that they had put out and they were bringing armfuls numerous times. They, they've done a study and in, in, I don't remember if it was Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, Um, But they did a study on the cell phone usage, the cell phone signals going to these drop boxes, and people were going to the drop boxes 20 times, 50 times, 100 times with with ballots. I mean, nobody does that. So so to send these um, willy nilly out to everybody and whether they're dead or alive, whether they live there or not, and then let somebody vote in their stead and use their name as though they they were that person. That's what we don't want to happen. As far as um, people voting, I'm I'm probably a little harder on it than you might be, Becky, as far as, um, gosh, if you can't find a way to vote because there are people that will take you, there are uh, absentee ballots and most people do get out at times. There's a very, very small percentage of the population that are actually locked in their homes, but there are those people and they may want to vote. Uh, what, what they had was in nursing homes, they, some nursing homes, they actually made people vote and they filled them out for them. And I think that that's got to be totally illegal. Mm-hmm. I, 
if, if you can't make it there, then I'm sorry, but we have to have more secure elections. And the rule that I see that I think that might be getting mixed up about, about having one day in-person voting. So a lot of these states and Texas is one of them that has, you know, we have two weeks to vote before an election or three weeks to vote before an election. I don't know how much more convenient they could make it, but I think that that's crazy. I really would like to go back to what we did when I was young, which was, you know, this was the day that you vote and that's it. But I I think that we've gone overboard in trying to cater to everybody and that's in everything. So, you know, gosh, if, if you can't make it, you can't make it. But I think the States have gone overboard in trying to make it easy to vote. I just don't think they should make it easy to uh, fraudulently vote. Well, in their, in their attempt to making it easier to vote, that's what opens up the door for making things fraudulent for people to abuse the system. And I too received, I don't even know how many ballots were mailed here for Thor, myself and our daughter who has had to do absentee ballot voting for four years because she's been at college. Right. Now I look at my, my father, okay. Who had um, vascular dementia he was uh, in a, a, a long-term memory care facility. And I, I remember, you know, my dad was a lifelong Democrat, okay? And we would have many discussions, um, you know, throughout the years. And he was a staunch Democrat. And he, I remember going to pick him up and he, at this point in his journey, he was like an eight-year-old boy, okay? And he was so happy. He said, you'll be so proud of me. I voted Republican. And I said, what <laughs> are you talking about? And he said, yeah. He said, somebody came in, sat down with me, and they voted Republican for me. Oh. And I said, what are you talking about? How can this happen? And I said, daddy, I mean, I'm glad to have your vote. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, that should not happen. Right. That, that is wrong. That's completely yeah. wrong. And I mean, it happens on both sides. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, one side, right, is better than the other. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, and this is a prime example of that. My father did not have the wherewithal. He was did not have the capacity to discern, right, between, you know, uh, all, all of the issues and what he actually would have felt somebody came in and took advantage of his situation for their own gain. And that is ballot harvesting. That is, is completely wrong. That is, it just infuriated me. And I want, I wanted to go and yell at somebody or, you know, get his ballot back, but it was long gone. Right. How do you ever you can't, you can't change your vote, but I mean, it was, it happened right 
to us, right to me, right in front of me. I just, and it happens all the time. And I, and so to say that, you you know, people who cannot get out to vote, they need to have the wherewithal enough to call themselves, right? Give their information and get and request a ballot that they can then, you know, mail back in. All right. Nobody should be picking up ballots. Nobody should be sitting down and, and um, voting for anybody else um, because you just get into trouble. It's just wrong. If my dad should not have been voting Becky, he should not have been voting. Yeah. Yeah. Because he probably didn't understand either way who he would be voting for. So those, those people shouldn't be voting at all, but you know, the, the, the people that we had in say Las Vegas at one of the big hotels that were having college students come in and fill out ballot after ballot, after ballot for Mm -hmm. one candidate. I mean, those things are wrong. And the, the, when they went out and they did surveys on people, they went to houses and they, they said, you know, does this person live here? Um, and no, just, just like Judy said, no, they didn't live there. And one girl came out and she said, uh, she was a teenager and she said, well, you know, they had us go and pick up all the ballots that were in the mailboxes at the nursing homes and fill them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- this is craziness. So I don't, I don't think that mailing ballots to people unrequested is an answer, but to your issue, Becky, um, there's nothing that says that they are not going to mail ballots to people who request them. So who requested that ballots be sent to you to To everybody? Yeah. Well, that was, that was the people I, I know in California, Gavin Newsom, um, his, his department, whoever it does, I don't know if it's the secretary of state or who it is, but that's what they decided there, that they were going to send them to everybody. And that but was if, a, what they decided in Georgia and some other states. That's what they decided in Michigan. Yeah. So I mean, it, whoever's in, right. It's, 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 uh, but that had to come from somewhere. It, did. it came, it comes from your state, from each state. Mm-hmm. From, from the person in the state who handles the voting, um, mm-hmm. that's who it comes from. And that's what they decided to do. And I know California is planning on doing it again. And actually they have on the ballot, this, this election upcoming in California, they have a measure that it says to the public, do you want us to do this? And because somebody has, has gotten it on the ballot to say, no, we don't want it, you know, so we'll see what the people vote there. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that that can't happen because we have way too much fraud. And then remember, they also had no um, checks and balances. So they, they didn't ask for any identification. They didn't ask okay. for social security number. They didn't ask for uh, signature matching, nothing. They did nothing. So I just voted this last week in Texas and I have to show my identification. I have to sign that it's me. They check my signature before I get a ballot to vote. That's the way it's always been when I voted. But they're trying to abolish that. They don't. And what, want what is unfair about that? Because you and I 
have the right, we all have the right to, to have the results in our voting uh, by people in our country be free and fair. We don't have the um, expectation that of an election is going to be fraudulent. And I personally happen to believe that the last one was. I don't think that we have the right president in there. But, you know, you, you can't get any traction with, with judges because everybody is partisan now. So on one side or the other. So you never know what's true. But, but we just have to make it so that we can trust our elections, however that is. What a mess. It is a mess. It's a true mess. What a mess. So I don't understand what um, what the objection is to showing ID. So is the complaint that um, the underprivileged, um, the poor can't get to the DMV or the um, Secretary of State to get an ID? Is that what they're saying, that they're too poor to... Yeah, they don't have ID and they, but they don't have pretty easy to get an ID. Yeah. Who doesn't have ID to be honest? I mean, think about it. Have they never been to a doctor or a liquor store or uh, anywhere else you have to show an ID? You have to show an ID for so many things in life. That's just a, that's a fallacy argument. And, and I, I get tired of hearing that because if they want a bottle of alcohol, they definitely can get one. Um, if they, if they, that you have to show ID for so many things. Just think about all the things you have to show your ID for. You want to cash a check. You want to do anything. So I think that that's a fallacy and everybody can get an ID. It doesn't have to be a driver's license, but everybody can get an ID to show. Um, that being said, I hope that states are working on this because I'm looking forward to elections that we can count on the results for in 2022 and 2024, I'm really hoping that we can improve the situation. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 